Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 352nd ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week was the Boston Bruins saving Easter Sunday here in Boston as they staved off elimination by coming from behind in Toronto to beat the Leafs in Game 6. Setting up Game 7 tomorrow night at the Garden, complete with the ghosts that have haunted Toronto recently in the Garden, in the playoffs, where the Bruins have uh, taken them out a couple of times in the last four or five years. And certainly everybody in Boston is uh, uh, very excited. Again, it felt like up here in New England that... uh, Easter Sunday was going to be decided by how the Bruins did as far as uh, New England fans being happy or sad by Easter Sunday Eve uh, evening. And all credit to the Bruins. They, they Toronto scored first. Then the Bruins came back. Toronto scored again to make it a one-goal game. And then it was the usual uh, late third-period frenzy. And uh, there, there's just nothing like it. When both teams are going up and down the ice, the one goal lead, and the Leafs pulled their goalie, felt a little bit early with uh, two minutes to go exactly, and within seconds of them pulling their goalie, Brad Marchand, who's had a great series and a great game yesterday, uh, flicked in an empty net goal from mid-ice, and that was that, game over. So it was really uh, fun. I'm sure many New England families, like mine, were gathered uh, and planned their Easter dinner early to have it done by uh, 3 o'clock and uh, the starting time, and it was great. So fascinatingly, and one of the reasons this... uh, this game had so much emphasis, aside from obviously the Bruins season being on the line, was that the fact that the uh, the door seems uh, much more wide open to the Stanley Cup Finals because two of the Blue Bloods of the East uh, went down, both swept in the first round. We all know about the Tampa Bay Lightning getting swept out in four games by the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets who won their first ever playoff series 
beating the Lightning, who had simply an historic season. Uh, I think the second best uh, season in NHL history. And uh, all for naught as they were swept out in literally less than a week. And I'm sure the Tampa Bay fans are still uh, in shock. Uh, I consider it one of the great upsets in recent sports history. The Lightning going out in four games, being swept. Uh, first team ever to be swept uh, after winning the President's Cup for the best record in the NHL and basically just cruising all year long. Uh, the postmortem would have to lead you to believe that the Lightning just simply didn't have to play a meaningful game other than looking for records for the last few months of the season. So uh, the playoffs are a different game, as we all know, and all, and they just weren't ready. They were not prepared to play, and it was completely obvious. And then we have the Penguins. Uh, haven't had a great year. Uh, but nonetheless, they've won two of the last three Stanley Cups. They're dangerous. Uh, they have Sidney Crosby, the best player in hockey. So uh, having them out of the way as well uh, leaves really in the Eastern Conference, the Washington Capitals, who were tied 2-2, but then put on a show the other night with a 6 nothing victory to go up 3-2. So you have to expect they'll probably win their series over Carolina. But to cap it all off, no pun intended, the Bruins, apparently, it's, I've been hearing, uh, have the best record of any team left in the playoffs, which means they're going to have home ice advantage throughout the rest of the playoffs through the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, as long as they can win Game 7 tomorrow night in the Garden. Nothing like it. Nothing like a Game 7 anywhere, but especially at the Boston Garden especially given the recent history of the Bruins owning the Leafs in elimination games in the Garden. And that leads into the other tenant of the Boston Garden and my bizarre story of the week, which was another Easter Sunday gift yesterday here in the hub as the Celtics, after a underachieving season, Opened the playoffs by sweeping the Pacers in round one. That game was at 1 o'clock Eastern time. So by the time you uh, turned on the Bruins game up here in Boston, uh, the Celtics had basically swept out the Pacers. So just one of those classic sports days in Boston when you have both teams playing in the playoffs, especially on the same day, especially on Easter Sunday. Uh, there's just nothing quite like it. This town just and region just gets on fire, and yesterday was really as good as it gets. So everybody's feeling good with the Celtics win, and the Pacers are obviously not a great team, if even a good team. Their best player, Victor Oladipo, out for the year, so they did not have him at all. But a sweep is a sweep, and given the uneven season the Celtics have had. Uh, you have to give them a lot of credit. It seems like they're totally hitting their stride finally after because they, they, they never really found it uh, except at the very, very end of the season, which is when you want to and need to find it. Um, but other than that, it was just 82 games of up and down and 
the team had no identity. But again, they got kind of hot the last few games, rolled it right into sweeping the Pacers, and now they're likely to face the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are up 3-0 and playing tonight. So assuming they win the series, likely tonight, given their 3-0 lead, uh, it should be great. Uh, that should be a great series. Uh, Giannis versus Kyrie. Of course, yesterday, Gordon Hayward finally looked like the guy everybody thought the Celtics would have. Of course, unfortunately, he broke his leg in the first game of last year. And uh, it's been a long road back, but boy, he hit, uh, he hit the daggers yesterday, and now suddenly he's looking like the Gordon Hayward we were all waiting to see. And if that truly makes the Celtics dangerous because now we're talking to verified superstars with him and Kyrie. So bottom line, the Celtics suddenly look like the team we thought they were going to be this year and it couldn't come at a better time. And uh, so it should be fun to see. And uh, lastly, my low light of the week is the Philadelphia Sixers, 76ers, who are acting just way too chesty uh, given that they've really won nothing ever. Uh, Celtics took them out pretty easily last year in the playoffs. Uh, they got in that, uh, that pushing match uh, slash fight against the Nets in Brooklyn on Saturday and Joel Embiid afterward who uh, is <laughs> very chesty. Uh, said Jared Dudley, former Boston College star and just a true, likable, excellent pro throughout his career, said, you know, that Embiid said he's nothing, which is just, uh, frankly, rude to reference, uh, you know, a guy who's had a solid career like Jared Dudley has had and the nicest guy you'd ever want to see. Um so the Sixers are, again, they're just, uh, they're an edgy team. It makes things a little more fun uh, with their talking and whatnot. And we've heard Ben Simmons, uh, you know, and he and Embiid are both, uh, you know, a couple of athletes that uh, speak their mind. But I think uh, you need to win something like a playoff series before you can really start uh, acting too chesty. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when, we're, when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how you doing today? Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. Great to be here. Well, good to have you as always. And I talked a lot in the first segment about NBA and NHL playoffs yesterday. But there's also a huge event coming up this week. You will be there. And that, of course, is the NFL draft being held for the first time ever in Nashville. And I'm guessing that's going to be a great pairing. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, the draft generates uh, endless, endless speculation, and uh, so I'm sure you're excited. I think it's really going to be uh, quite the event in Nashville, which is a fabulous city. Yeah, first time in Nashville, John. As you know, it was in New York City about 50 years, right. and then they went to Chicago and Philadelphia, then Arlington, Texas last year, and now Nashville. So I'm looking forward to being in the Music City and see what selections are made. Uh, it's always interesting what what teams, uh, their strategy and philosophy, and it, and it makes the world go round in, in the NFL because they have so many uh, options and in different strategies and philosophies. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. And before we go any further, AP, let's never forget, you mentioned New York City in the draft. Uh, you and I both covered a few of them back in New York City at Radio City Music Hall, and that is where you and I met on the red carpet before the draft <laughs> uh, somewhere around, I'm guessing, eight years ago, thereabouts. And uh, so, yeah, so that, another reason to be big fans of the draft, right? 
Oh, absolutely, John. I can recall it uh, distinctly how we met, and uh, yep. from then on, we've we, uh, been in touch. It's, it's been a pleasure. It has. It really has. Uh, friendship began that day, that evening, uh, right on 6th Avenue in New York City at Radio City <laughs> Music Hall, red carpet, and it was electric. And I got the feeling, AP, you know, uh, I think, you know, the draft in Philadelphia where basically a million people showed up um, that <laughs> evening on the Ben Franklin Parkway, which is, of course, uh, the street leading into uh, the Art Museum where Rocky ran up the steps and there's a statue there today. And that was, I think, the all-time, you know, jumpstart that, like, hey, you know, moving the draft around to different cities is a good idea because no one, and I mean no one, and I've been to that exact spot at the art museum a few few times, no one, even the NFL and their wildest expectations expected what went on that night, which was basically a million people <laughs> on the Ben Franklin <laughs> Parkway. And uh, I, I just think that's the night when everyone knew uh you know, the, the NFL had discovered yet another way to just uh, endear themselves into American uh, American sports. So here we are in Nashville. I, I got the feeling, AP, we're going to see something pretty similar. You know, I, I need only look at those Predator games, which like uh, the hockey team, which, you know, much like up in Toronto, you know, all the fans assemble outside for viewing parties, stand the entire games. Uh, and I, I just think, I think the main street there is called Broad Street or Broad Avenue, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, Broadway, I believe it's Broadway, John. Broadway, Broadway, yes. Uh, I got the feeling, AP, we're not looking at a million, but I think we're looking at uh, <laughs> a serious number, six figures and above, just lining the street outside. Uh, I guess it's going to be, what, Bridgestone Arena? Am I correct about that or no? Yeah, I think it's going to be around the stadium, John, actually, oh, okay. the, where the okay. Titans play. But, you know, the media location, I think it's around Broadway. Okay. Actually, but I think it might be more down towards the stadium. Okay. I mean, do you, do you see something like that? Uh, again, I'm basing it on, you know, what happened in Philly, but more importantly, so. what happens in Nashville every time the Predators play a hockey game. That's a huge sports city. Yeah, I believe so, John. You could tell by the number of hotels, the occupancy is in the 90-something percent I've heard from people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's really uh, just a great, and let's not forget also that, you know, um, you know, it's not a one-night event. It's not Thursday night, which is, of course, the night of the first round. This is a three, if not four-day event. It's, uh, you know, it's a long weekend long, and the weather... Uh, looks pretty good. I, lo I checked out the weather in Nashville. So I, I just think it's going to be uh, a party, and not many cities throw a party better than Nashville. Yeah, and that'll increase the attendance because of the weather. Correct. And this is the first time, and they have an NFL team in that city, of course, so all their exactly. fans will be anxiously awaiting their selection and all the different events around the city in the uh, during the week. So it, it, they prime the you know, they prime the event. Correct. I'm looking right at the uh, forecast. Friday, Nashville, 76 and sunny and sun with clouds. Saturday, the big day, 80 degrees, nothing but sun. 
So I think Saturday is going to be uh, <laughs> a great day to be in Nashville, and you'll be there. So good for you. I'm sure you're excited. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. It, and it's been a little while since I've been to the draft, and uh, I think the last one was Chicago. So I missed, I think, the last couple ones. So I'm glad to get back because it was a conflict I had with the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame on that weekend. I had to be in attendance, and so. But now I'm I'm going up to Nashville. Yeah, and I don't want to sleep on the Chicago draft. By the way, that that was also pretty amazing as well as I remember. Uh, you know, out there in Grant Park, they had a lot of rallies or whatever, and so that that got yeah. some pretty significant numbers too. Am I correct about that? Yeah, yeah, it sure did, and and they held that for the media portion and the actual players walking across the stage with that Roosevelt University downtown. Oh, right, right, which okay. Was, which was right near the park and right there on the water, so that was uh, fun. As, you know, they had the, uh, the the pre-draft events, and people could walk around to the different tents uh, that the teams had set up. So that was that was a lot of fun as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just getting better every year. It really is. And, you know, I know cities are now, you know, bidding for it like they bid for a Super Bowl practically. And, uh, yeah, so it's just growing in stature, and it's just uh, amazing. Uh, so, you know, the, obviously talking a little football now, it's, uh, you know, this draft has a little extra oomph to it, given Kyler Murray. It's just been the topic since the day he declared to play football over baseball, where he was, uh, to use an old term, a bonus baby with the Oakland Athletics. <laughs> and now it's, of course, you know, he appears to be the presumptive number one pick, but which is the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals. But then again, you have their uh, second-year quarterback, Josh Rosen, who had a okay rookie year, I'd say. Uh you know, what are they going to do with him? So it's really created, you know, drama for the first pick of the night, which is what you want. You, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about really nobody being sure what the first pick is going to be uh, when Roger Goodell steps to the mic. And, of course, that if they trade Josh Rosen before Thursday, I think the answer will then be obvious. There'll be no drama. <laughs> You you need a quarterback in that league, John, if you're going to try to have some success. Uh, right. That's the number one position, paid the highest, publicity. So yeah, it's really important. Yeah, I mean, what do you think, AP? I mean, yeah, I like the kid. You know, every time I saw him, I was just like, he's just beyond electrifying. You know, tremendous athlete. I mean, I, I can see it. You know, Cliff Kingsbury, the new Cardinals coach, is on record of having expressed his. Uh, interest and you know in uh, Kyler Murray yeah John I saw him play against Alabama in the semifinal game of the college football playoff uh, and in the Orange Bowl he's has yep. a good arm and he, he's able to make the throws from the various positions because as a baseball player uh, you're throwing across your body you're, you're throwing from all kind of different uh, when, when your body makes generations and things so um, you know, it's just a question of his height, but you've seen Baker Mayfield. I think people have something uh, as a model that they can gauge the success that Kyler Murray might have in the league. Correct, correct. And I think, uh, and rightfully so, height's becoming 
uh, more and more people can live with it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray, I mean, the, the description you just gave of him with the baseball background is, of course, identical to this year's game-changing MVP, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I think that's probably the biggest thing going on here is with Kyler Murray's stock just soaring from the day he announced is, you, you know, he's the closest thing out there to Patrick Mahomes, who's clearly the next big thing. And uh, he's, uh, he's already gotten to be big thing, and he, but he's officially the next big thing. So I, I think that's what this is all about. Yeah, I mean, you have to make that evaluation, and if the new coach, uh, Kingsbury, wants to make a change, he's not satisfied with what he's seen for, from the past performance of, of Josh Rosen, then I think that's his top of quarterback to run his system. Correct. I totally agree. I mean, and his system was made for, you know, Kyler Murray-type quarterbacks with the mobility and things like that, where Rosen, good player. I, I always enjoyed watching him out at UCLA. Uh, you know, is more, not as mobile, shall we say. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury with his creative play calling and whatnot – uh, and the system he, you know, basically inherited and, you know, was used to under, with Mike Leach. It just seems like a perfect marriage. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's amazing that uh, Kingsbury is a head coach in the NFL. Yes. With, I don't think he has any professional football experience, I don't believe. I thought he was always a college coach. So, but everybody has their philosophy and, and how they want to win in the NFL, so... Arizona, they, they selected him after he was at USC for about a month, and they were able to pry him away. Right, exactly. And if I'm not mistaken, he may have even had like a losing record during his tenure at Texas Tech. But, and I'm not sure yeah, about probably. that. If not, it was around 500. Um, yeah, probably did, John. He probably did. I think this, yeah. this last year, I don't think they went to the bowl. Right. But, you know, going back to the days of Mike Leach, you know, the way I look at it, AP, is, you know, if I'm channel surfing on a Saturday afternoon or evening and college football is on and I see Texas Tech pop up, I'm going to watch because, you know, again, going back to Mike Leach and with Cliff Kingsbury, you know you're going to see an exciting, fun brand of football, period. And oh, oh, that, yeah. that's their MO and that will be his MO. Yeah, and if he doesn't succeed offensively, it's they're probably not going to win. Correct. Exactly right. So we'll see. I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, to put it mildly, been the hot topic. And then, you know, suddenly I'm hearing and seeing a lot about Drew Locke. Uh, and, you know, he's a player too. And uh, so, again, this always happens the week of the draft, and it will change a gazillion times between now and Thursday. But, uh Yeah. You know, stocks rise, stocks fall, but Drew Locke, suddenly his stock is rising. Hey, John, that'll be interesting. What if what if uh, Kyler Murray is not the number one selection by Arizona? I mean, where does he right. end up in this draft? Yeah, there's always Nick Bosa floating around out there from Ohio State. Uh, you know, he, he opted to end his senior year early and... Uh, ostensibly to be ready for the draft, and he was coming off an injury, and, uh, you know, 
good for him. And so he, so he, we assume he's healthy and ready and, you know, next to quarterback and you got to have a quarterback is most important position in American sports, but next to that, a good defensive lineman, uh, like his brother, Joey out in San Diego is, is a must have. Yeah, the edge rusher is very important to put the pressure yep. on those quarterbacks. You better have something on the defensive side because those quarterbacks, if they're not, uh, you know, disrupted or pressured, they're going to eat your defense, and and you won't even have a chance to score enough points, you know, because that other quarterback is having a field day. Exactly right, AP. Well said. Well, it's going to be fun, um, but what also is. Uh, happening right now is that we've come to the end of our first segment uh so time to take a break and we still have a lot more to get to on the other side Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham 
veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And AP, last segment, we talked NFL draft in Nashville beginning this Thursday night. You will be there. And uh, one of the funnest parts of the draft these days is, of course, uh, watching how the Alabama players do, how many are drafted. It seems like many years in a row now, more players are drafted from Alabama than any other school. No surprise. I expect that to be the case again this year. Yeah, John, I think last year it was a school record of 12, wow. which surpassed, uh, I think, 10. It might have happened twice, actually. But So last year it was 12, but this year 23 players from around the country are confirmed to attend the draft. And of those of that number, three are from the University of Alabama, Quentin Williams, defensive lineman, Jonah Williams, the offensive lineman, and then Josh Jacobs, the running back. Wow. That's impressive. Well, you know, Quinn and Williams, I know I mentioned Nick Bosa uh, as a non-quarterback, shall we say. Um, but, you know, I'd say Quinn and Williams is right there with him and could be as high as, you, you know, this. I'm guessing the second or third pick, and who knows? I mean, he could be, you know, if the Cardinals wanted to keep Rosen uh, and wanted an anchor on their defense, I'd say Quinn and Williams. I mean, he is a game changer. I don't have to tell you that. But even to the casual fan, you notice Quinnen Williams in big games. Yeah, he's a good football player, John. In that middle, he he can really push the the center and the guards to, to the quarterback and prevent the quarterback from following through. And that's really more disruptive than on the edge because the edge you can skate to your left or your right and still follow through on the throw. Whereas if the pressure is coming from the middle, you can't follow through and get the full velocity and the accuracy and the the rhythm that you would like from the pocket position. Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah. I mean, when I think of him and, you know, I'm talking in the biggest of big games, SEC championship games or uh, national championship games, semifinals, you know, he wrecks the offenses, totally wrecks it. He's making tackles behind the line of scrimmage or sacks, stuff you typically don't see from someone in the middle. Um, but he is that guy. He is a special, special player. You have perspective in history. Uh, one of the best you've ever seen, AP? He is. I mean, and b- believe it or not, John, think about this for a moment. He replaced Deron Payne, right. who was a world beater the year before and you know, plays with Washington now. So he, he just didn't replace an all-conference type player or a good player to Alabama. He replaced somebody who's an All-American. Correct. Wow. Yeah, well, I think it's safe to say that Quinn and Williams will be going top five. And uh, now, who would you see as uh, maybe the next person going? Would it be Jonah Williams, the offensive tackle from Alabama? I think so, John. He has the versatility. He started out his career at Alabama on the right side. Um, then he switched to the left tackle position, made all Amer- freshman All-American right tackle became an All-American left tackle. I think he could play a guard for a long time in that league. I think his his arm length is not as um, long as some people desire at that position. But I think that he could play guard. And I'll tell you what, John, I'd put him at center as well because he's very smart. He's one of the smartest linemen, offensive linemen I've ever interviewed. And when I 
when I first started to inquire about his abilities and talents, I spoke to somebody in the Sacramento area because he went to Folsom High School. Uh, they said that was the best player in that part of the country in 35 years. Wow. That's quite a statement. It sure is. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, yeah, he was he was uh, good from the opening moment at Alabama as a freshman. Uh, as I said, started, became an All-American uh, freshman player, and he's been a leader, and he's just he's a good football player. He, he's one of these types that uh, Belichick would love, or anybody, smart, tough, good football player. No doubt about it. And you mentioned there's a third player from Alabama uh, planning to be in Nashville? Running and the back. third player, John, is Josh Jacobs, yes. And Josh is one of these players He doesn't have big numbers at Alabama, but very productive when he had the ball in his hands, can catch the football, good blocker on the blitz, uh, excellent between the tackles, makes the cuts, has the vision to get to the right hole and make his moves. And, and uh, something about playing running back at Alabama they try not to wear you out unless it's you know, Derrick Henry that one, one year where he got quite a few carries, but you haven't received the ball that much. to uh, You know, you only have so much tread on the tire, per se. So Josh Jacobs, I, I think he's going to be the first running back taken in the draft. He's around the 4-6 speed, but I don't think that's as important as his football speed. You watch him on, on tape and what he can do for your, for your team. Correct, correct. Uh, well, again... He has the Alabama pedigree does it. Nothing carries more weight in today's NFL draft and for the past number of years than, uh, frankly, playing at Alabama. Um, great coaching, lots of visibility, uh, deep into the postseason, obviously. And uh, so that's exciting. Now, another name I'm seeing a lot about and someone that we're both familiar with from the American Athletic Conference is, of course, uh, Ed Oliver, uh, defensive lineman. Uh, he's been on. He, he's literally been on the on the map for two or three years now as someone who's uh, headed for fantastic things in the NFL. And you know he's looking like a top five pick as well. So his stock is rising. Uh, yeah, University here in the last of Houston. Week. Yep, that's right. That's right. University of Houston. Maybe somebody might have a preference for him over some of the other players we spoke about on the defensive line, but uh, he's been a good football player for a long time. Uh, you go to the right team, has the scheme that fits his abilities, he'll probably be along for, he'll, he'll probably be in the NFL for a very long time. Correct. No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, another player that, uh, you know, I think, Put him put, got, got his name on the map was because he wasn't playing <laughs> was uh, Devin White, the linebacker from LSU, where uh, we all may remember he was held out in the first quarter or first half, whatever it was, in one of the premier games of the year, and uh, and LSU held on and he came back and did what he does, and uh, so yeah, you know he's a name that jump just jumps out of you, but this is a real defensive. Defense-heavy draft, I'd say, uh, certainly at the top. Yeah, I think so, too. And, yeah, Devin White, good linebacker at LSU, played for a uh, tough defense down there in Baton Rouge. And, you know, it just depends, John, when you look at these teams, what's their need? Do they value 
that position. I mean, when I'm looking at the draft, John, the people that I'm, um, I value the most probably is the left tackle. If you have a right-handed quarterback, of course, the quarterback position, um, the edge rusher, and the cornerbacks. I think those right. are ones where I want to be sh- certain I make the right decision, and I'm not willing to take a chance if I'm drafting them in the first round or the second round. The cornerbacks, the left tackles, the quarterbacks, of course, and uh, you know those are important to me when I'm when I'm trying to evaluate the talent and construct a football team. Sure, sure. And, you know, just revert, uh, going back to quarterback, uh, we stock, talked about Drew Locke's stock rise. And, of course, we don't want to forget Dwayne Haskins, uh, who rang up some seriously big numbers at Ohio State. Uh, he looks to be the, you know, fit the motto, the profile of NFL quarterback, uh, you know, physically. And uh, played in a big program, so he certainly... Uh, you know, is going to go high as well as, you know, another person whose stock is rising is Duke quarterback, Daniel Jones. He seems to be like the hot new commodity uh, here starting this weekend. Yeah. And John, when we speak about um, Daniel Jones, um, I just wanted to mention that some of the coaches that are scheduled to be there is one of them is David Cutcliffe from Duke. Wow. Peyton Manning's guru, so, the Manning, the Manning yeah, brothers. Yeah, the guru, guru. Yeah. yeah. He's the guru, and uh, also uh, Larry Johnson, the defensive line coach from Ohio State, Matt Luke, Mississippi, Joe Moorhead, Mississippi State, Ed Orsron, LSU, Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma. Uh, Nick Saban, you know, supposed to have his hip surgery today, John. So wow. uh, th- those plans might have been changed because he scheduled that hip surgery for today. Uh, also, Mark Stoops, Kentucky, Dabo, Sweeney, Clemson, and Willie Taggart, Florida State. All planning to be in Nashville for the NFL draft, correct? Correct, yes. Wow. That'll be great. I mean, that sounds like a convention. Um, so that'll be fun. Yeah, and, you know, I remember Nick Saban was at the draft when you and I met uh, down in New York City. and. So it's a growing trend of the college coaches being there and typically available for media interviews as well. Yeah, I enjoyed that part of the draft myself, meeting with Absolutely. some of the coaches. Me too. No question about it. It's great. Um, well, it just sounds terrific. Uh, you know, hard to believe it's here. Uh, again, the buzz is building. Um, and... It's going to be a fun night, Thursday night, eight o'clock. It's, uh, you know, it's become its own cottage industry and just growing now exponentially as they're starting to move around to different cities here in recent years. And uh, again, the NFL hats off. You know, they've done it again, and I think we're about to see how they've done it again when, uh, uh, when we see uh, what's going on in Nashville this week and how big a deal it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely, John. I think so. And one one player who might slip into the first round for Alabama, Irv Smith Jr., the tight end. From Alabama, right? From Alabama, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, again, you know, Alabama players, they have an advantage, you know, in that, you know, it's just assumed they're well coached. Just that simple. Obviously, they're, they've got the great visibility of being on TV all the time, of course, deep into the postseason. 
the semifinal in the college football playoff national championship and uh yeah it just uh, if i'm a high school kid you know that's where you want to go if you want to if your dream is to play in the nfl and that's what the dream is then alabama is the best way to get there just that simple <laughs> they've had a few john <laughs> uh, they, they've had a few dozen <laughs> um, if not a few hundred all right ap well on that note uh still have a few more things to get to but why don't we take our final break and we have a again a few more items to discuss on the other side Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is this weekend's NFL Draft. Uh, It's always great theater. And we were talking about the draft, the last two segments, and 
AP, I think we should talk a little bit more about it. Uh, you know, we all have our personal favorites when it comes to the draft, whether it's colleges we like and some of their players, uh, teams we like, NFL teams we like, and who are they drafting. But for me, if I had to pick one guy that I'm really curious about, because there's a lot to be curious about how it's going to how it's going to unfold is, of course, I'm a Penn State guy, grew up nearby uh, in central Pennsylvania. Trace McSorley, AP, I mean, he is one of the all-time winners in recent memory as a quarterback. Uh, he won basically three out of four Virginia high school state championships. I think he lost one game in his four years there. He went to Penn State. Tremendous record, won many big games, as we all remember, and uh, simply one of the great leaders and winners in recent memory. Of course, he's he's uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray size at best. So I'm dying to see how that's going to play out, AP. And you know, I'll just say it. Uh, you know, I'm uh, right down the street from Gillette Stadium up here in Foxborough, and I would think he would be a perfect Patriot pick. To, he has Tom Brady qualities, uh, and that starts with ultra competitiveness. And I could see uh, Belichick taking a flyer on him in the mid rounds. Yeah, he has those Drew Brees type qualities. He's not Perfect the analogy. biggest quarterback, but he's accurate and he can move around to avoid the rush and make yep, the throws. And, and and people, I think his teammates follow him. Totally. Because of his, his, his personality, and he's a winning football player. He sure is. I mean, he, his career at Penn State will long be remembered. And, of course, you had Saquon Barkley for his first couple of years, uh, and they did some wonderful things two years ago, going to the Rose Bowl and whatnot, winning the Big Ten Championship. These are lifetime memories for Penn State fans. But then last year, without Saquon, he backed it up and had another – solid year and uh and you know I, I think the true measure of trace mcsorley ap is penn state fans including myself are still smarting from him not being given the ball in that fourth down play against ohio state when it was uh you know fourth and four maybe the game's on the line mcsorley's had maybe the best game of his career which is saying something and and running and passing that night uh, in Beaver Stadium and the whiteout and, you know, and they called a basic handoff off tackle, which was smothered for a two-yard loss. And to this day, trust me, every Penn State fan constantly discusses why didn't they just put the ball in McSorley's hands, the best player, most importantly, good mobility, like you said, option to run or pass i mean you know it just seemed no play call ever seemed more obvious and of course when that play ended inside of like 1.2 seconds <laughs> everybody was like <laughs> shake smh as they say shaking their head shaking my head um, <laughs> anyway I, I don't want to dwell on that but i'm just trying to make the point that that to me in, in a weird way almost sums up Trace McSorley's career where, you know, the play that he didn't have the opportunity to make is maybe the play he's most remembered for. So that's kind of weird. Yes. I get it. But nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, that sure is. But he'd be a good choice for somebody. And uh, down the road, you know, he, he'd probably be a good starting quarterback, make plays for a team. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, he, he's just, uh, yeah, he, he's a winner. How about you? I'm sure you have somebody that you're kind of watching uh, out of just curiosity, familiarity, whatever. You know, everybody has their uh, two or three players that they like to watch and see how it all turns out for them. Yeah, on the other side of the state, John, is Jarrett Stidham, the quarterback at Auburn University. He he could have stayed one more season, but he elected to come out for the NFL draft. So I'm wondering if there's a team that's going to like him early um, or they're going to wait till the second or third round before he's chosen. So that's the player that I have my eye on from another team besides Alabama. And he's a good passer. He's accurate. Uh, he has some athletic ability. But, uh, like I say, we went over this many times through the season. The offensive line was uh, did not perform well, and he was being chased the whole season, and it was not as good as his prior prior year at Auburn. Yes, a fascinating player. Um, he transferred to Auburn from where? Was it Baylor? He, he was at Baylor originally, and then he chose to leave because – they had a quarterback that was going to start for probably a couple of years, so he, he realized that he wanted to get in a situation where he'd have more of an opportunity. Right, right. Well, that is certainly, uh, you know, the world we're living in now, to say the least. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be great. Uh, everybody's just, again, hanging on the edge of their seat to see what, uh, you know, to see what the Cardinals are going to do with uh, – you know, Josh Rosen, um, you never know how these things are going to turn out. Here, here here, we are. And, yeah, I can't wait. So when are you heading up, AP, to Nashville? Yeah, be, yeah, be Tuesday. Head up on Tuesday. They have some things happening on Wednesday. And the draft will take place on Thursday evening, round one. Round one, 8 p.m. Eastern, I believe. And, uh, yes. yeah, that's just going to be great. And uh, certainly looking forward to it. And I'm sure you're going to have a great time. I want to thank you for, uh, you know, calling in today, getting us, frankly, pumped up for the draft. Um, it's certainly going to be a, a fun, fun weekend. Weather looking good down there in Nashville. And you're going to know Nashville pretty well. You were just up there for the SEC uh, basketball championships, basketball. right? Yeah, I know it. Yeah, I'm, I'm becoming more and more familiar with the Music City. Well, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> it's a good city. <laughs> sure, it is. It is a nice place to visit. No doubt about that, AP. Uh, well, once again, thanks for calling in, and we really appreciate your expertise, and have a great time up in the Music City. Hey, thank you, John. It's my pleasure. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.